Hey, lots to get into with Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com. It's presented by Ryan Kelly, the home loan expert. Cash out refi, it can change your life. The money you get from a cash out refi, it changes your life. Your home is now worth more than ever before. The home loan expert, the home of the 10-day closing guarantee, so the money will be in your pocket faster than ever. Also brought to you by Mark Milton. If you're currently sideways with the IRS, do you have years of unfiled tax returns keeping you up at night, facing tax liens, bank levies, wage garnishments. Think about STL tax lawyer Mark Milton. He's a proud St. Louis University Law School alum, earned his accounting degree from the University of Illinois. If you have IRS problems, visit STL tax lawyer today. And remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision, should not be based solely on advertisements. Let's bring in Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com. Brian, always good to visit with you. Um, how about the month of August? Let's start with the, just the Major League Club and your takeaway from record-setting home runs, the trade deadline, the difference that it's made, Albert Pujols doing what he's doing. Uh, we're going to do a bunch of minor league stuff, but just really curious about going into this final month and what you've thought of the uh, the Cardinals here in August. You know, it's the players should get the credit when the team plays well, and we've certainly seen – uh, both Goldschmidt and Arnado play at gold glove level. But we've also seen the young guys at the top of the lineup, Newt Barr and, and Donovan, step up. And I think that Oliver Marmol needs to get some credit here in having figured out the right combination of players to play at the right times. Albert Pools, as you said, has been very, very successful. He's won multiple games. But a lot of it has been that he's been – the Cardinals have seen a lot of left-handed pitching, and that's the place to play him. And, you know, put in the right place to succeed – uh, a veteran like Albert Pujols or a young man like Brendan Donovan, you know, can come through. And, you know, it's a tough decision that Dylan Carlson has to sit, but he's been struggling a little bit. You know, we're starting to see Tyler O'Neill come around. But again, you know, he's mixing and matching. Marmol's mixing and matching these players well, I think, to maximize their value. One of the biggest fan beefs, and, and, and let's face it, some of the writers and broadcasters have wondered too, is, hey, how come Jake Woodford hasn't been used more? And I think we've seen now that he's actually also stepped into his own niche and has become a valuable man, whether it's as a spot starter or as a, a long reliever. So the pieces are really, you know, coming and fitting together well for the Cardinals right now. When Lars Newtbar was in the minor leagues, did you see this kind of player developing, or did you think like, all right, it's a fourth or fifth outfielder? For instance, I was talking to a scout uh, in Cincinnati, and he said, I didn't see this coming. He said, I was wrong. He said, I, I like to swing, but I didn't see power like this. And if he gets a chance to play every day, you know, you're talking about a very, very good outfielder, big arm, can run. Um, so I'm curious, when you saw him in the minors, did you see this type of player? I'd, I'd love to say I did, Dan. And, you know, we ranked him as a prospect. But, you know, I mean, the guy drafted in the, the second, late in the second day of the, the draft, you think oh, maybe he's going to be a role player, maybe be a fourth fourth outfielder type. And, you know, when he finally came on his last year, and he's a guy that, you know, got better through the minor leagues. You know, we moved him into our top ten for the final go-round. But that was after he had already had some success with St. Louis. And, you know, so much of success is about opportunity. And, you know, had – um, Tyler O'Neill and Dylan Carlson and Harrison Bader had the kind of year they had in 2021, Newt Barr probably wouldn't have got much of a chance to play. But injuries happened and other things happened, and you know he took advantage of the situation given him. And you can just see as he gets more opportunity, he plays with more and more confidence. Now, I'm not sure that he's going to be able to keep these numbers up over the long haul. And still, you know, the question is going to be, Jordan Walker is going to be on the, you know, on the brink soon enough, and the Cardinals will have to make some interesting decisions. But right now, he can't keep Newbar out of the lineup. There's just no way. No way. And I like what he's done with his construction of lineups too, manipulating 
as you talked about earlier, with Albert with the lefties, but I think in general, too, flipping Tommy Edmond, putting Carlson or uh, Newpar at the top. If it's Carlson going to play, he's going to play against a lefty. Um, I, I think he's always done a really nice job with the, the way he's manipulated the lineup. And, you know, Tony Edmond, let's face it, he's a glue player of the Cardinals. He holds that defense together. He's a guy that you've got to have in the lineup. But, you know, so much is expected of him. When he was leading off, that was just, you know, added, I think, to the weight on his shoulders. And he's probably better suited to hit at the bottom of the lineup. And having found those guys at the top now who can get on base and, you know, play with that enthusiasm that we're seeing is just a, is a tremendous thing because, let's face it, you know, you need guys on base for, for Goldschmidt and Arnado and the other guys in the middle to hit in. Let's talk about your trip down to Florida. So you were at the complex, the Cardinals complex, and bouncing all over the place. Generally speaking, what were your takeaways? Well, the Florida Complex League, of course, the rookie level league, uh, has changed in its in its format and structure over time in that uh, a lot of the players in the Florida Complex League, and there's 40 players on the roster, are, are young players from um, overseas. Now, there are a few of the U.S. players as well, but just, just a handful, and that club, uh, you know, there's obviously a lot of learning still going on. Um, and that, that club uh, under, under, under manager Roberto Espinosa, that club, you know, played good ball, but, uh, you know, didn't reach the playoffs. But that's all really about development down there. And the nearby, you know, having Palm Beach nearby allowed players to move up and back as needed. So Jonathan Baez, for example, the second-round outfielder, um, got hurt in his first game at Palm Beach, went back after he was well and played some games in the Florida Complex League, got ready, kind of got his confidence back, and is now with Palm Beach. So that's been a good relationship uh, between, you know, having those two clubs at the at the um, consecutive levels down in uh, Jupiter. And that was a change because prior to that, you know, Peoria had been the next level club, and it required a lot of movement, physical movement of players. So, you know, this is helping development. In terms of the hitters, all the hitters from this year's draft – um, started off with Palm Beach because they're college hitters. They're really ready to go. The pitchers the Cardinals have been a lot more careful with. And so the big names from this last draft, uh, like first-rounder Cooper uh, Jerpy and, and many of the others, have been pretty much held behind. Uh, some of them are staying down there as sort of a taxi squad for Palm Beach, continuing to work out. But the Cardinals have been very, very careful about putting them in games this year. I, I saw some of Tank Hens last night. He had uh, four scoreless, a hit, six strikeouts, and a walk. Did you get a chance to see him, uh, you know, boots on the ground, so to speak? Yes, I've seen Tank Hens pinch and, uh, you know, an exceptional young talent. Um, just, you know, still just 19 years old, been in the, been in the same, really came in the, you know, in the system in the same draft as, as Walker and, and Wynn and has been moved along very, very slowly. I think the one frustrating thing is that, for whatever reason, the Cardinals have kept Tink Hens at about four innings and 60 pitches this year. And, you know, this is his first year of pitching uh, a, a, a sort of a full workload. So hopefully the Raps will be off Tink Hens in 2023. We can see him, uh, you know, move up hopefully to Peoria, and, you know, maybe he could be, uh, you know, this year, next year's Graceffo. Do you have anybody that really stood out for you that you were watching? You were like, ooh, that caught my eye. Because I, I know you're watching different guys, and you can look at the stats, but sometimes the eye test helps too. Anybody uh, catch your eye? Well, Jonathan Baez, the name I mentioned, um, you know, again, tremendous physical talent, still just a teenager, so has a lot of growing up to do. But he showed that when he can connect uh, with a fastball, it can go a long way. Like many young hit pitchers, you know, hitters, he's got to learn how to you know deal with the breaking pitches that uh, get better and better as they move up. Uh, 
Uh, Luis Pino, who's a, a, a signing the Cardinals made an outfielder from Cuba a few years ago, uh, looked pretty good in the Florida Complex League. He hurt his hamstring in the last game I was there, but I don't think that's going to be a long-term. Uh, Juan Bin Cho, the Korean that was signed this spring to a lot of fanfare, a very, very aggressive player, uh, extremely good eye at the plate. You know, in the Florida Complex League, you got a lot of pitchers who's not sure they're not sure where the ball's going to go. And, you know, Cho uh, is not scared, not uh, scared to take a walk, unlike many players at that level. You know, he doesn't swing at pitches that are out of the zone. And, again, we're talking about kids who are still teenagers, so they have a long way to go. But the Cardinals have some very interesting uh, offensive prospects down in Florida. What do you think about the new rules with the CBA? You can only bring up two more players with the expansion of rosters. So you got 28. You can have 14 pitchers. Do you like that? Do you think it's good? What are your general thoughts on that? Well, that, that rule came into effect right about the same time when uh, baseball agreed to increase the regular active roster from 25 to 26 players all season long. And I don't know this for a fact, but my gut tells me that had to be paid for somehow. And a way to do that was to restrict the number of minor leaguers that get added in September. Now, part of the, part of the traditional argument of that is, Hey, with so many pitchers in the bullpen, the September games were long and it was affecting pennant races and blah, blah, blah. Well, I think they could have found a happy medium, but two additional players in September is extremely limiting because for example, when you look at the St. Louis Cardinals, even though these aren't going to happen on September 1, the two additional guys they're going to add for the long haul are probably Jack Flaherty and Steven Matz. I mean, they're proven major league pitchers. They're guys you want. Well, that doesn't create any opportunity for prospects, which is what this whole September thing was about. Now, we'll see a few prospects for a while here and there, and if there's any injuries, you know, guys will get called up from Memphis. But, this, you know, September was really an opportunity for young players to get their first look at the major leagues, and it's disappointing that that, that avenue has pretty much been closed. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I see both sides of it, but uh, I enjoy seeing the young kids come up. Like an Alec Burleson, I'd love to see him right now. And – he had another good night last night, um, but it doesn't look like there's a runway right now for him. So it'll be curious, Brian, and, and I'm just uh, – I'm with you. I think it's going to be Matt's. I think it'll be Flaherty, and then they're going to have to make another corresponding move. But it's going to be interesting to see how they approach this uh, expansion of rosters. Yeah, the other factor, Dan, is that players like Burleson and even Jordan Walker, because, you know, when we saw it in the Atlanta series, uh, you know, part of their success has been guys that they've called up from double-A right to the major leagues this year. And – but and the Cardinals don't typically do that. But you know, so people looking at Jordan Walker, who's close to a 300, 400, 500 slash line year. You know, the best hitter in the Texas League, et cetera, et cetera. But both Burleson and Walker don't have to be added to the 40-man roster this year, this winter. And if they get added now to sit on the bench for the last month with St. Louis, that means there's two other prospects that aren't that need to be protected that can't be. So there's roster reasons why they're going to get slowed down this year anyway. But I think we'll come to spring camp and both Jordan Walker and Alec Burleson will be right in the mix for jobs with St. Louis. Now, of course, a lot depends on, you know, what roster spots open up. Will Dickerson come back, for example? But, um, you know, these guys are guys that have a lot of talent in the minor leagues and they're just going to have to wait for their time to come. Just like, uh, you know, we remember we spent the first month or month and a half this season saying, gosh, how come Nolan Gorman isn't here yet? How come Nolan Gorman isn't here yet? That has a way of working itself out over time. Because we care, your trusted source for basement repair. It's Do you have a waterproofing issue in your basement? Stratum Structural Systems is there to help. It's why they're the number one waterproofing company in the Midwest. They put the customer's interest first, provide lasting solutions, and eliminate the homeowner stress. StratumRepair.com Because we care. 
In terms of the season, uh, for fans who don't know, this is a full, like a major league season. I mean, you're going to play this thing all the way through. How do you think those young players will hold up with the extension of a, a minor league season? Well, it's interesting, Dan, and what you're talking about there is AAA. And, again, another ramification of that, limiting the rosters to 28 in September as opposed to a theoretical maximum of 40 before is, you've got to have guys ready if somebody goes down an injury. If you only have two catchers with St. Louis and, you know, you lose, say, Kisner gets hurt, you know, you've got to have Herrera ready and available and in playing shape to come up. So the Memphis is going to keep playing and basically AAA is going to keep playing until the beginning of October. And that provides, you know, more ready uh, major leaguers. That also a potential side benefit is that some of these players in Springfield whose season ends on the 18th of September, some of those guys could get moved up to AAA for the last few weeks of the season, kind of get their toes in the water, sort of like what we said can't be done at the major league level anymore. So, you know, if I were the Cardinals, you know, I'd, I'd look at a win. Uh, I'd look at a Walker. I'd maybe look at the, Graceffo and, and um, McGreevy and say, hey, you know, maybe some or all of those guys, we move them up to Memphis and let them, you know, get some AAA experience before the winter. Now, the other factor that has to be considered is Arizona Fall League, uh, which is played uh, in October and the first half of November. And some of these guys will get a chance to play in that showcase as well. And the Cardinals, you know, definitely want to keep an eye on workloads. Less of a, a, an issue for pitchers. Uh, excuse me, for hitters, but for pitchers, both Graceffo and McGreevy are at 120 innings or more. And uh, in Graceffo's case, his results are starting to slack off a little bit. And so, you know, they may decide that rest is the is the right answer for some of these pitchers this winter. I don't know the answer to this. I'm sure you do. Are teams limited in how many players? So if you have a stacked minor league system, are, are you limited in how many you can send to the Arizona Fall League or, or, or asked to fill rosters? Yes. What that, the way that works is that there are, of course, 30 major league teams. There are six teams in the Arizona Fall League, so you divide by five. So five major league organizations pool together to make a roster. And they basically have sort of what we do in fantasy baseball. They sit down and have a draft and say, okay, you know, we got to have three catchers. Which organizations are going to send catchers and which aren't? You know, we need a, we need a first baseman. We need two uh, you know, shortstops, et cetera. And they work out among those five teams what combination of players they want to bring. Typically, every one of the five teams provides a starting pitcher. So you have a five-man rotation and then, uh, you know, like three bull, two or three bullpen guys. And so that's kind of how they put their roster together. But certainly, um, organizations also get a priority player that they designate, which means, hey, th- this player is going to play at least four out of six games a week. And, you know, that's typically some a high-profile guy like a Jordan Walker that they want to make sure, you know, gets regular at bats. That would have been Nolan Gorman last year, but he got hurt uh, in the early action. But that also, in the Arizona Fall League, opened up the door for Brendan Donovan to play regularly because he came down on what's called the taxi squad. So he was only going to get to play on Wednesdays and, and Saturdays. But when Gorman got hurt, that opened the door, and we've seen them both contribute at the Major League level this year. So there's a lot of guys in the Arizona Fall League who will – you know, be future major league contributors. Who do you think goes from St. Louis? I know you said they may curtail some of the pitchers, but position player wise, or maybe some of the names <clears throat> that you're hearing that would head to the Arizona fall league. Well, I have, I've, I've heard rumors about Jordan Walker and that's a no brainer. You know, you'd like to see Mason win as well. 
um, again, if they're in the right physical condition and, you know, ready to handle another six weeks of ball. So, um, you know, no reason an Alec Burleson, for example, couldn't play. You know, last year we thought maybe, you know, Juan Yepes was going to be a guy and then he got called up to St. Louis. And, you know, so there's other things that are going on in the background, but certainly the guys who are the top prospects in the system are, are guys that you would hope, uh, you know, might get a chance to see time in, in the fall league. Does Albert get to 700? What do you think? You know, I said that earlier this summer, no, uh, because I didn't think the Cardinals were going to see enough left-handed pitching to, to give him the opportunity. But he's making the most of every opportunity he's seen. You know, the Cardinals continue in their opponents. I haven't, you know, looked at the future schedule and, and looked at the rotations. But, you know, I think he's got a more than a puncher's chance of making it happen. And I didn't think so before. It's uh, really an exciting story to follow. It really is. All right, I'll wrap it up with this. What do you got on the website, thecardinalnation.com? What are you working on? Well, one of the things I did in Florida was I sat down for in-depth interviews with the two managers of the Palm Beach Cardinals and then of the Florida Complex League Cardinals. Asked a lot of questions about what they're doing in terms of development. Asked about specific players and got some very, very frank answers about rules changes that are being tested because, you know, down there, there there's that the uh, V-shaped area behind second base where nobody can stand. So, you know, I asked a lot of questions and got some, you know, as like I said, very frank answers about how some of these rules changes are going. So very good insight. Um, did some player interviews as well. Uh, outfielder Victor Scott, who's been uh, doing a great job getting on base for Palm Beach. Catcher Jimmy Crooks, the fourth rounder from Oklahoma. So lots of good information. And then uh, coming up uh, later today and then tomorrow will be our pitcher and player of the month across the system in August. What do you think about the uh, rule changes? What, do you, what, do you, what was their general consensus? Well, you'll have to listen to get the full detail, but the, the idea, the idea I think is uh, the pitch clock, you know, is something that has its, has its pros and cons, but ultimately, you know, speeding up the game is something that can get worked into the fabric. Um, the shifts are something that uh, folks aren't as excited about, but ultimately, you know, everybody kind of gets why it's being done. Um, the, the, the area behind second base, that's still kind of new. Uh, things like the smaller bags and, and that type of thing, not really a big deal. Some of the things, one of the things that surprised me a little bit was the three throwover rule. That was a very unpopular thing because, um, and, and that means a pitcher, when he throws over to, to first base a third time in a batter, he either has to get the, the batter out or that, that, or that runner out or he gets to take second base. And that, you know, limits strategy in some cases for the, the managers and pitchers, and they don't like that as well. No doubt. Hey, Brian, thanks so much. You're always flexible with me. I appreciate it. Get healthy, feel better. I know you've been a little bit under the weather, and uh, I advise everybody go to thecardinalnation.com. Thanks for doing this. Take care, Dan.